Hello and welcome to the Cat Mom Podcast, the podcast where mums support other mums like drunk girls in a bar bathroom. I'm your host, Maggie Samiklahey, and no, I'm not a professional. I'm just a mom trying to do her best. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mom Podcast. Today, we do not have Steph coming on for a second time. We have both been super sick. She has no voice. I have been dealing with my own intestinal gastro thing over at our house. So instead, today, we have the lovely Christina coming in hot. Um, Hello, Christina. Hi. Hi. Um, So as I was thinking about an introduction for you, I was like, you know what? We actually have a lot in common. So I was thinking about all the things that we have in common. So first thing that we have in common, we both have a child with the same name. (laughs) We do. We do. Second thing in common is we are both teeny tiny. We're both super short. Yep. (laughs) Third thing in common, we um both when we started with cat moms we were both living in a city away from our family and Mm -hmm. we wanted to move back to be closer to family and we both moved back to be closer to family so that's our third thing that we have in common it's true I kind of forgot about that (laughs) right I was thinking about that and I was like oh my god there were a couple of us that wanted to do that and we were and I think most of us have been successful I believe so I believe it's just there's one more cat mom Cindy that uh, has not been successful in that yeah uh, yeah it's we're gonna make it we're gonna manifest for her good vibes we're sending good vibes we are I mean Sean is top top cat dad so we're right. sending all the good vibes for that to yes. happen right now <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening what's new anything new in your life that's fun no. We are, we're on spring break now. Okay, uh, yep. And it has, it rained all day today. Mm. And, you know, living in Phoenix, you would not think that would happen on spring break. But here we are. We've been stuck inside, and we're kind okay. of all climbing the walls. I feel you, girl. I mean, we, my household has been sick, I think, for about two weeks now. Mm-hmm. And we have all been inside, and... I it was also raining this weekend my husband was like bedridden so I was doing some solo parenting and honestly by like the end of Saturday I was like I am I'm ready to leave (laughs) yep I just did a trying to get the kids to bed they were messing around and I did one of those you know like swallowed screams when standing in my kitchen like just so frustrated because yeah my oldest has been sick for probably six weeks. Right. Um, I've had my stuff, my health stuff going on for about five weeks. Um, we've just been a wonderful mess of germs. I know. I feel like this winter is especially bad. Yeah. I don't, like, I feel like we've just been constantly sick for the entire time. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, I am like ready to burn the house down. I know. Also, but- and I can't. And I cannot say that on Facebook or on Instagram because Mark Zuckerberg gets very mad when I say I want to burn the house down. (laughs) But I do at this point. My kids have been watching the StoryBots episode that talks about germs and how 
like white blood cells defeat viruses. And my oldest keeps being like, mom, when are my white blood cells going to defeat my virus? (laughs) You're like, babe, if I could give you some more white blood cells, I would. Yep. Yep. I don't know when we're going to get better, but hopefully soon. Oh my God. Praying, just praying that this, oh God. Yeah. It's just been it's been a shit show over here and it's been a shit show over there. So, I mean, here we are two moms together. I think it's the common ground of all parents. It's just a I shit show. Yeah. It's just, a sh- it's honestly, it is just a shit show and we're just doing the best that we can. We're all going to silent scream into a pillow at some point. <laughs> I mean, I had a good uh, car cry today. I also had a shower cry today. Ooh, those are the best. The best. Just throw on some music, have yeah. a little shower cry. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> and then you have the kid like slamming on the door and you're like, mommy needs a minute. Yeah. Mom! <laughs> Mom! Be alone. I want five minutes. Just what? five minutes. Will your, five. Kid, will your kids come find you when they want something or do they just sit in one spot and shriek your name over and over? Um, Both. Both, oh. both of the things. Mostly mostly if I'm in this on if I'm on the same floor as them they will shriek my name and then just be like I need a yucker too but I'm like stand up like yeah you have legs you have legs they're a lot younger than my legs yeah my legs are tired yours are young and feeble move mine just shriek and they'll do it over so like I'll get out of the shower upstairs so I can't really hear them and I'll just hear mom mom and I'm like how long have you been doing this like (laughs) Oh, well, we needed to turn the volume up on the TV, but didn't want to get up and get the remote. Uh, oh my God. It drives me insane. It drives me insane. You know what? The worst thing right now in our house is Jackson decided to throw the remote for the TV, broke it. Oh, God. And it's the, like, Apple Fire oh. remote, which is, like, so expensive to replace so so we have the app on the phone young sweet michelle taught us all i think that you can put the apple remote app on your phone we were all like what is this magic someone else like hackboard or something yeah so i have it on my phone but the problem now is is that they need my phone in order to like change the tv so it's just oh I just, I'm, yeah, I'm like, and then, and then Jackson keeps being like, remote fixed? I'm like, no. No, oh, wonderful children. Yeah. Remote is broken forever. It's ruined. Yep. yep. That, well, I mean, my oldest drops our remote 17 times a day, so I'm sure it's going to break soon. Oh, God. Yes, I know. And I, I mean, I am the clumsiest person ever, but like my children, even clumsier than I am. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I yeah. don't understand how it's possible, but somehow it is. Somehow it is. Um, okay, so let's get into how you got on the website <laughs> that shall not be named. And um, yeah, like your story, because you were pregnant with your first, correct? Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so I just kind of lurked on the site probably for years. Um, I never made an account. I never made a single comment. I just read. And then I got pregnant with my first. Um, I was really lucky. I got pregnant like six weeks after our wedding. 
Wow. And I, like, I so I had taken a test, like, three days before my period, and it was negative. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And then I took one the night before just to, like, really, or, like, the afternoon before just to, like, put it out of my head. Like, no, I'm definitely not pregnant. Stop holding out hope. And I was home alone, and it was positive. And I, it was one of those, like, cheapy, like, the sticks where you buy, like, 100 for, like, 10 bucks. And yeah. It was one of those. I was like, I don't know if I trust that. Um, and so I, I um, went to the store to pick up like a more expensive pregnancy test. And then I had to go tutor. I was tutoring at the time. So I just threw it in my bag and went to tutor. And this poor kid got like the worst tutoring session ever because I was so like, I was like, am I pregnant? I don't know. What do I do? And so <laughs> home and I took that one and I was pregnant and I was, I was alone and I just wanted to tell somebody, but I didn't want to tell like my family. I was, you know, it was obviously too early. And so I um, had seen that there was a summer 16 pregnancy board had started. Mm -hmm. And so I created an account and I didn't know how to do it. And like, if I could even like leave a comment. So my username was test 47 (laughs) because I couldn't think of anything else because I was just testing it out in 47 because it was the first two numbers my fingers hit. (laughs) <laughs> and then I never figured out how to change my username. Oh my God. That's like me and Reddit. I yeah. did not understand Reddit. So my Reddit name is literally like feeling excitement. Like they just gave me a random name and I'm just like, and now I can't change it. Yeah, like there's... I, I picked my Reddit name, but I can't, I don't know how to change it. I think the only times I ever commented was in that thread. And so I like created an account and just logged on and was like, oh, I don't know if anyone's here, but I'm pregnant. Um, and then I, and then I just never left the group and then I didn't tell anyone else outside of our page for a while. Oh my God. I can't mm-hmm. believe that you were alone in that. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And I actually, I do think someone might correct me. Andy might correct me. I think I might be wrong in this, but I think I was the one who suggested we move to Facebook. Oh, I'm, I think I was, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that and I'm going to yeah. say, good move on your part because because I used to I would after the babies were born I would look in like the spring 16 board just to like see what we had coming for us because at that point like weeks matter with babies yeah and they started talking about going to a Facebook group because the site owner was meddling in their page too yeah Voldemort yep and so I was like I wonder if we should but I wonder if everyone will think it's weird if I suggest it Oh my God. I love Mm -hmm. this tidbit of information and you like saved us because I feel like it happened very quickly that we got disbanded. Like it got disbanded. It was like the whole page is gone. Yeah. Which is so sad. So sad. I, oh God, I wish so badly that we could go back and just like Mm -hmm. read the ridiculous things that we were like talking about in our first pregnancy. Oh, I remember... I probably talked about it in the thread, but I remember sobbing at like 37 weeks. We were trying to hang these shelves in the nursery and my husband kept asking me where I wanted them and I broke down crying. And I don't know where I want them and can't you just decide and the room's not ready and I'm not ready and I'm going to be a terrible mom and I'm sobbing in the nursery and my husband's like, what is happening? <laughs> Hanging some shelves. 
<laughs> I remember um, because so I went into like early labor with Riley mm-hmm. and I went to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you're having contractions, but like, don't worry about it. Go home. It's it's like nothing to worry about. And I remember writing on the thread like I'm I, like I'm at 36 weeks. Like I went into labor like I have nothing ready. We don't have the like literally like there were just boxes in her room and I was like I this really like made me need like like I need to get like my hospital bag packed because I hadn't done it and then I remember I had one day afterwards that I just like slept because I was so tired um from like you know being in early labor the next day I got up I was eating breakfast and my water broke Oh, God. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't pack the bag. I didn't yeah. listen to my own advice that I gave to myself whatsoever. And just, like, remembering, like, snippets of stuff that mm-hmm. happened on on the... Um... Yeah, and how, like, how, like, um, anonymous we all tried to be. Yeah, we were all very anonymous. I mean, Yeah, like, it, it was very... I mean, I, we look back at, like, I look back at, like, the Facebook thread where we, like, announced our babies. And, I mean, I, I was told you my kids' names, but it was, like, this is baby test because that's the way we referred to them on the board. <laughs> but he is my test baby. Let's, you know. He's a little test baby. We're testing <laughs> it out. We, we're still testing it. <laughs> test failing some days, but, you know. Yeah, it's so funny for me to think back. And I feel like, I mean, I'm all I've always been like such an open book with my life. So I feel like I probably didn't hold back anything because that's just who I am. But yeah, I do remember a lot of people that were just like, I don't know if I want to like share this. And then it's so funny now because it's just like we are just so open about everything. (laughs) Yeah, there's really nothing that I like hold back. Yeah, you guys are all like you're you're now at Maggie level that I was at, that I was at at the beginning. You're like everything is open. Yeah. I don't know how moms especially like first time moms do motherhood without having people that they can be super open with. Oh my god, me too. Like I had lunch with my or actually like a dinner with my in real life mom friend um her son is the same age as uh jack and yeah she was just talking about some of her mom friends that she has sort of in real life and like she's not super super close with them i mean yeah i think now she's more open with them and stuff but i feel like she kind of felt like she had to hide a lot of stuff and she was sort of part of some like um mom groups on Facebook and she was just like she, some of the stuff that she saw in there she was just like absolutely not like she yeah. was a she was a formula feeder too and I remember she yep. was like I saw that someone had like a birth announcement where they were like baby's good this is like the baby's weight or whatever and then like latched right away and she was like absolutely not and just like quit the group and I'm like yeah. oh, honestly doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything either yeah I'm just like, I get it. Like, it's so funny the things that, like, will trigger us as parents. And if we aren't honest about those things that trigger us, it's like. Well, that's, I got into it. I don't usually, I I don't usually comment on Reddit either. It was very similar to the other site. I just don't, I just lurk. Um, But I got into it with this girl who, and I didn't, I did not realize that breastfeeding was a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. Until 
we've talked about how she was pregnant and she was just going to breastfeed no matter what she would do whatever it took. And I, and I was like, well, what happens if like, cause with my oldest, he nursed fine. He just didn't gain any weight. Like we went in for his eight week appointment and he was seven pounds, four ounces. I think mm-hmm. he was almost failure to thrive. Like, and it was just, we did not have like a good like nursing relationship and this woman just doubled down that, like, that wouldn't happen to her. And I got so angry. Like, we're six years in, and I did not think that breastfeeding was still an issue for me. And it, it absolutely was a strong trigger. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I'm totally the same way with breastfeeding and, like, all that stuff when... Yeah, when it's like new time, like first time moms, and they're just mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'm going to breastfeed." I'm like, "I thought that too." Yep, and it did not. It did not happen that way, and it's it's funny, like, and it's it's the same too. Like another trigger that happened to me the other day, um, because both my kids developed quite slowly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Riley was super small for her age; she was like four weeks um early so she like she didn't walk for a really long time um Jackson was just I mean he didn't hit any of his milestones um and he's had a lot of health problems um and so for me a huge trigger was just like I I had started with him um the like monthly like Mm. boards that are like oh I'm like smiling or like whatever and doing this and I stopped after three months because at that point he had he had been diagnosed with torticollis which is like the twisting of the head Uh, my youngest had the same yeah and um oh for first time moms didn't know this Mm. when you put your baby down in the crib each night put their head at different ends of the crib each night because they they will put They'll like put their head towards the door, no matter where it is or something. I had to do with my youngest. I had to roll up because we had to do physical therapy. for I had to roll up a burp cloth and then tape it and then stick it. So it was like a roll and I just stick it in his onesie, Mm -hmm. like along one shoulder blade so that he couldn't turn that direction. Mm -hmm. Force his head the other way, which just seems like torture, but. Yeah, we had to do a bunch of like, tw- like, um, like twisting and mm-hmm. like tilting of his head and stretching of his head. And so we had that. And then when we went into physical therapy for that, they also found out that he had low muscle tone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he still does. He he's still in physical therapy. Um, and he was just like, I think like two months ago, he was diagnosed on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so low muscle tone is part of that as well. But like, honestly, like sometimes Ian and I are just like, you are like a sack of potatoes. Like it's just, <laughs> you're trying to like move him and it's just like, he's so floppy. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, he took forever to walk too. He took forever to sit up by himself. So that was a huge trigger for me. I was like, I can't see other babies that were like the same age yeah. as him because they were all more advanced. So yeah. Yeah. it's just, it's crazy all the things that you don't realize bother you until, until it does bother you. Yeah. And just like, I was thinking about this the other day too. And like, I've been really ruminating on it because I'm trying to figure out like the reasoning behind it, but 
Um, I feel like a lot of cat moms, we've said this recently, and I definitely feel this way, but it's like when I come home and I see that my house is a mess, Mm -hmm. that there's like dishes everywhere, that laundry hasn't been done. The first thing that I go to is I'm a bad mom. Yep. hundred percent. And it's like, why do we do that? I don't know. That is something. And I mean, I, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I get into my head about like, well, it's my job. I should do it, and it should always be done. I, I mean, I, I was on my feet picking up for probably four hours this morning. The, the boys played, and I just cleaned. But then by the time I was done, it didn't look clean. And same thing, I start like spiraling into if I was a better mom, I'd have better systems in place, and the house would never look like this. And why? Yeah, why do we do that? Like, I feel like. I know it must have something to do with, you know, the patriarchy and the Mm -hmm. fact that like women were supposed to be, you know, in the house doing all the stuff, cooking the meals and all that stuff. But like we're in the 21st century and I just, I know, I'm just like, I I feel like social media has made it so much worse mm -hmm. because there's especially Instagram. There's so many accounts that it's just here's my perfect house and my perfect family. And and you don't know that they have a cleaning lady and right off camera, you know, the house is a mess and they've got nannies and they don't like disclose that. Mm -hmm. And so you're comparing yourself to people that are living in a magazine shoot. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And that's like one of the things that drives me crazy about motherhood is like, Mm -hmm. it is the social media aspect of it that makes me feel like shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, again, another trigger was like, I was following this bachelorette contestant and she was like in Mexico, she's pregnant. She was like with her like husband and like with their baby and like her husband and the baby have like little matching things and she's just looking so beautiful. And I'm like, I felt so shitty in that moment, just looking at that post. And I'm like, why do I feel shitty about this? Like, I'm happy that I'm so happy that she's like off doing her own thing. Would I ever buy like matching outfits for my husband and the kids? Right. Never no. <laughs> in my life. Like that's, nope. not, that's not my jam. Nope. But, nope. But I feel shitty that I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah. I, I, a hundred percent. I, my oldest today was asking what we have planned for St. Patrick's day. I'm like, we're, we're not Irish. We don't have anything <laughs> planned. And then I feel guilty about it. And I'm like, I don't, Think my my parents we didn't do anything for St. Patrick's Day. No. Why do I feel like and like I I do kind of go out for like a lot of the little holidays and like that is something I enjoy, but I feel guilty if I miss like a single one if I don't give them like but because there's people on social media that are doing something for St. Patrick's Day and you kind of forget that like they're doing something because they're trying to sell me a product. Yes, a hundred percent. You forget that. And yeah. it just gets, it gets so, I think, messy. I actually, obviously, like, cat moms, we can't go to each other's houses because we all live, you know, across the world from each other. But one thing that I look back on a lot, like, I'll look at my house sometimes and I'm like, there's a pile of stuff here and there's a pile of shit there and it just looks messy and this is not what a house is supposed to look like. And years ago, we did video tours of our houses. <laughs> and I remember, I remember watching all the houses and, like, 95% of them look just like mine. Yeah. Like there's shit out. And and so every once in a while I'll stop and think about that now that I'm like, okay, those posed photos on Instagram are a snippet of someone's life. I saw inside 30 of my friends' houses and it all looked like mine. Yeah. 
I'm not failing. This is what life is supposed to look like with one or two or three small kids. Totally. And I had the other weekend, we had um, Jackson's girlfriend um, from daycare. They're just in love. It's it's like a mm-hmm. true love story. We love it so much. Um, we had her and her mom come over to our house. And I was like, it's a disaster. Like, whatever. We have two kids. And she was like, honestly, I would much rather come to someone else's house for like a play date and see yeah. that their house is a mess. Because then I don't feel guilty that my kids are going to make a mess in their house. Yep. And yeah, I'm like, totally get that. I'm like, 100%. Like, yep. I don't want to go into a spick and span house where I feel like my kids are just going to mess everything up because they are. Yeah. Like, I would much rather come into a house where it's just like, you know. Well, then you don't feel as bad. Like, you can think back to your house and like, oh, mine looks just like this. Like, this is good. Exactly. I, obviously, we have a uh, my oldest best friend. We're good friends with her parents. And over winter break, they, like, I don't do well with, like, drop-in visits because I still have that, like, mentality of my house needs to look perfect for visitors. Mm-hmm. And over winter break, um, my son's friend's mom texted and was like, oh, you know, she wants to come over to hang out. Like, is it okay if we do? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so they came over. My house was a mess. We were halfway through taking down Christmas decorations. Like, it was, you know, a just complete disaster. And the mom ended up hanging out all afternoon. And she just kept telling me how clean my house was. And I was like, you can come over unannounced anytime because if you walk in and like think this looks clean, like I I love you. Yeah. That's the fastest way to have like an open door policy with my house is just, you know, when it is messy, tell me it looks great. Exactly. The worst is when you go over to someone's house though and they're like, oh, excuse the mess. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, where is the mess? Right. (laughs) Oh, the bathroom hand towel is not hung back up perfectly. Yeah. Darn. Oh, the fresh flowers. Oh, they're a little wilty. They're a little wilty. Sorry for the mess. <laughs> Meanwhile, my my boy's bathroom has been in demolition for 10 weeks now. Like just, I mean, my entire upstairs hallway is supplies. There okay. is no bathroom upstairs. And we've had parties. We've had like, like, sorry, we're in the middle of renovating. 100%. I mean, I have ADHD and like over uh 20 like over the 2020 pandemic I really got into like house DIY I remember that <laughs> and there's so many things in my house that are just not like they're half done like yeah. they're oh, I'm, I'm sitting in my bedroom right now my walls are painted like 70% of the way up and then the top 30% is still not painted yeah hard same in my living room I'm like yeah it's yeah I'm still yeah. Wait, I'm still waiting for the time that it'll happen um yep. it's been since October so yeah it's nice to see what it looks like for quite a while still yeah hard same I'm just like I will start a project and then I'm like I am bored by this and then just leave it like well then there's no time either that's true it's so true it's like when am I gonna when am I gonna paint right this is not high on my list of priorities no and like if I paint with my kids around are you kidding the paint oh yeah will be everywhere yeah they'll step in it no it'll just be a disaster exactly I'm just like you know what it'll happen when it happens Eventually. Life, life is a like. What's the saying? Life is a not about the destination, but about <laughs> the journey. I mean, we are never leaving this house. We are living in this house until we die. Yeah. So eventually, I'll have time to get to it. Exactly. I know my husband's always like, "Oh, like when do you want to? When do you think that we'll move?" I'm like, "Never. We're never. Moving. We're never, never moving. We 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 one hundred percent are we we." 
got the interest rate on this house like right at like the complete bottom of interest rates. Oh. So we can't move. No, like, never. <laughs> we are we literally like my oldest talks about how this will be his house when he's older. And I'm like, yeah, possibly. Yeah, you're probably gonna still be living there. Let's be yeah. honest. He says he says his brother can buy the house next door, but he's gonna have this house because he doesn't want to spend his money. <laughs> <laughs> a little. My oh. oldest always tells me she's like, I'm gonna buy a really big house and I'm having like six children oh. and like you can come over and visit and I'm gonna have a bunch of dogs. Oh, and I'm wow. like, girlfriend in this economy. Good luck. Godspeed. Yeah. Better start. No, my, oldest, my oldest says we can still live here. Like we're all gonna live together. Yeah, yeah. That's so. probably yeah. That's also she also says that. She also says that she's never leaving. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably a little bit closer to uh, that's right. what's gonna be happening. Yeah, we joke about it, but I'm like, you might be living here. Yes. Mm, <laughs> the way things are going. It's good not luck. good. It's not good. Um, okay, so I had you on originally to talk about v- <laughs> V-backs. When, yes. Honestly, I had I had no idea what that was until you started talking about it when you were pregnant with your second. Yep. Um, so do you want to explain for our audiences what a V-back is? Yeah, so I didn't really know what they were either. Um, it's So V-back is vaginal birth after cesarean. Um, so my oldest was breech. So he was coming out. I think he was like folded up and coming out butt first with his feet up by his head. Um, So he was a planned C-section and I, before I even like agreed to it, not that I really had, you know, much choice in it. um, But I asked my doctor if that would mean I would need a C-section with a second because I did not know this either. Once you have one C-section, doctors typically recommend that that's the only way you give birth after that. Mm And he said, like, no, since, like, it was a baby issue, not a labor issue, I would be eligible um, for a VBAC. And then with my youngest, he flipped head down, like, right away, and he stayed there. Um, And so, yeah, I was able to go into labor with him and have him vaginally. So I got to experience both kinds. That's so, like, that's that's so exciting to me. I don't know why it's so exciting to me, but like to experience both, I think is really interesting. Like what did you, how was, I don't know, like how was the healing process with both of them? How were they different for you? Um, So the healing with the C-section, it definitely took longer. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on painkillers I don't have like a super high pain tolerance and like the second I start to feel pain I'm happy to take a painkiller mm-hmm. so I was on painkillers for like four or five days after the c-section um whereas with my VBAC was like a day um I had a third degree tear with my VBAC Ooh. so that was not pleasant I would th- I would say the first 24 hours after the VBAC were worse than the first 24 hours after the c-section but after that like the VBAC healing was way faster. Yeah, I feel like, and I mean, I said this in episode, I who was I talking to with one of the never born moms, but um, just talking about like how I always was like, oh, well, I'll have a C-section. It'll be really easy, whatever, whatever. And then like when I actually learned 
what was happening with a C-section, I was like, dear Lord, that is, yeah. it's insane. Like, yeah, I'm still just like, wow, that's like, that's just such a crazy thing. Yeah. Well, and one of the things like I, I really did not want a C-section. And one of the things that I remember like really panicked me was that like, okay, all birth, I think is scary. Like it's uh-huh. a scary experience. Mm-hmm. But with like my vaginal delivery I did not have control over what was happening my body took over that baby was coming out whether I wanted him to or not with the c-section a planned c-section I think is 8,000 times easier than an emergency c-section and I'm very grateful that I got to have a planned Mm c-section but I was going into this really scary kind of painful experience and then it made, made even worse that it was my first time having a baby. So it was like I'm going from not being a parent to a parent. And I got to, like, choose when that happened. I wasn't in labor. Nothing was happening. And so I was electing to lay down on an operating table and let them hurt me. I mean, it hurt. Not pleasant. No. When, like, I just, I just remember laying there and being, like, in theory, I can tell them to stop and just, like, get up and leave. And, like, go about my day. Eventually, the baby's going to try to come out. But right now, it's not. And so it was a weird, like, mental game to choose to do that. Yeah, because, like, basically, you could choose, like, your child's birthday Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. That, yeah, that's such a weird. Yeah, we had a seven-day window to choose from. So we picked his birthday. We picked the um, surgery time. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, if I got into labor before that, we would have done it earlier. But I mean, I had him at 30. I had both my kids at 39 weeks, four days and uh, was not in labor. So just crazy. So when you were in labor with your second, were you just like WTF? Oh, I was in denial. Yeah. Um, I woke up with contractions in the middle of the night and it was what I actually was in. I was in our Snapchat group. We were chatting there and I was just telling I think I was talking to like Jill and I think Candy was in there too and I was telling them how it felt like I just like needed to go to the bathroom I didn't think it was actually labor and they were both like "Eh, it probably is um but it was in denial until my water broke yeah so I yeah I stayed home and I completely ignored it and then I got really lucky though because by the time my contractions got bad the benefit of your water breaking first is that they immediately admit you and give you an epidural if you want it Okay, they did not do that with me. I have <laughs> things to say <laughs> to BC Women's Hospital because my water broke, which also people who haven't given birth or, um, and it, uh, water doesn't break that often. No. Too. It's like a very rare thing. Um, it is the weirdest feeling because it just, I was like, did I just pee myself? Yep. Or, or, or did my water break? Like, I was just sort of, like, walking around the apartment, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm still going. I'm like... Were you were you having contractions when yours broke? No, I was literally... Oh. I was I was eating um, some cereal, and literally my water broke while I was sitting down. And I remember going to Ian and being like, either my water broke or I just peed myself. And then I sort of waddled towards him and I'm like, it's still going. I think my water broke. And then he started freaking out and was just like throwing stuff in bags. Um, and then my contractions started. Okay. See, mine, I had been having contractions. So when it it broke in the middle of a contraction, mm-hmm. and 
oh, this actually is it. And I like was standing um, in my bedroom and it, mine didn't like gush. It just like leaked. Mm-hmm. And I at my husband for a towel and he was like, take 10 steps to the bathroom tile. Like stop standing on the carpet. Just go. <laughs> you're like, like oh, a yeah. cat. You're like a cat. You know how they always, they'll, they won't puke on the like wood. They'll always puke on the carpet. Basically. He's like, just go. Like there's a toilet there. <laughs> and we like, thank God. So this would be a huge piece of advice I have for anybody that is pregnant. Not only like pack your bag, but also like all those things that you can't pack until like last minute, write it down, even if it seems common sense, because I had a list. Thank God. But my husband and I just like walked circles around each other for like 20 minutes. Like, what do we need? What do we de- deodorant? What do we, what do we need to do? Like neither, we all both lost all ability to think rationally. A hundred percent. That is exactly what we did. Like Ian was packing a bag for himself. Like I was just like, I need some clothes. Like yeah. we need to throw something. I had nothing prepared. Like I no. was just like, we're throwing. The- yeah. I mean, and I, I was ready. It was just like the last minute stuff. And we were waiting for my friend to get to the house to watch my oldest who that was a whole disaster, but yeah, just complete like panic mode, even though like, I mean, I was 39 and a half weeks. We knew it was coming and it still was like, oh shit. Yeah. You just, you lose your mind in those situations. It's just like, okay, what are, what are we doing? Like, what do I use every day? Toothbrush? What, what do I like? Yeah. You're like, what, what will I need? I don't, I, I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Who am I? What's happening? And then you're also in pain too, because you're having contractions. You're just like. And then my oldest was two and a half and I I will never forget I'm like walking out of the house my friend is on her way we're getting the neighbor to come sit at her house because I can't wait any longer I'm literally waddling waddling out of the house as cars drive by with towels wrapped around my leg like between my legs because I'm leaking (laughs) and my oldest starts crying and goes mama come play with me Oh, and, uh, I will never forget it because he didn't understand what was going on because I was so panicked. I didn't like stop to explain to him. I just was like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. But yeah, we got to the hospital and they gave me an epidural right away. And well, I say right away. It was like an hour and a half because they had to they had to get fluids into me first. I don't know. But I remember telling my husband later that night, like after our son was born and I was like, yeah, so I really loved the nurse who helped deliver him. But I hated the nurse in the beginning while I was waiting for the epidural yeah it was the same person <laughs> I I just I did not I did not realize that and I hated her in the beginning <laughs> she was responsible for me I mean it wasn't her fault I needed to get fluids but I was like please just give it to me you're like I just need something to relieve I just need that. something to get rid of this pain the poor nurse that helped me deliver Jackson like I was so high on the gas and I was doing, um, I was doing Silence of the Lambs impersonations. I, I was doing like, it puts the lotion in the basket or it gets, because my voice was so low because I, and I don't know what it is with gas, but I was like, is my voice really low or is it just me being really high? And it's like, no, your voice is really low. So I started, so I started so I started doing these impersonations and my nurse was laughing and I'm like, I am the funniest patient you've ever had, aren't I? And she's like, yeah, you are. 
that's like high honors there right it's it's a good no mine uh I once I got the epidural I was pretty calm and then I just remember between like I couldn't have ice cream the end of my pregnancy it would make me sick Mm. and between pushes I just kept being like I want a milkshake I want a milkshake I want a milkshake (laughs) like and so as soon as the baby was out she handed me the menu and was like order your milkshake oh you that's so cute I remember um I was given like uh, like the ice chips or whatever like when mm-hmm. I was giving birth to my second and I was just like so high again so high off the gas and I was just like there should be a snow cone maker but you don't put the syrup it's just like the snow <laughs> and Ian's like yeah great idea <laughs> like I mean I could see why that's a great idea, though. Right? Wouldn't that be delicious? Yeah. So much better than just... Yeah, totally. Just some straight up, like, snow water. Yeah. No, I will... So, the VBAC, I was only in the hospital for two nights. So, that was nice. Circusy section, I was there longer. Um, I'm trying to think the other, like, big differences... C-section, I'm pretty sure I had, like, the catheter in for 24 hours. So oh. that, but that was really nice that first night because it was the first time in nine months that I did not get up at night to pee. Oh, my God. I said the exact thing. Mm-hmm. When they put the catheter in for Riley, I was like, why didn't I have this for the last month of my pregnancy? Seriously. You go pee every two seconds. It was, like, the nicest thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I loved loved that catheter. That was that was a plus. Yeah, I did not get that with a VBAC. They up and in the bathroom twenty minutes after he was born. Yeah, was not not quite as not not the quite nice relaxing overnight. Yeah, I remember. I'm trying to think with so with Riley, we were in the like baby friendly hospital, so she was in the room with us. Um, and I remember she started crying in the middle of the night and I went to go like pick her up from her bassinet, but the bassinet was so high. Mm-hmm. I was so short. Yep. yep. And, I'm, and I'm like trying to pick her up and Ian's asleep and I'm just like, Ian, Ian. And I could not wake him up. And I was just like, Ian. and he finally woke up and he's like, what, what's happening? I'm like, we just had a baby. And I can't pick, can't pick her up because I'm too short to get her out of this bathroom. You need to come over here and help me get her out. He was so out of it. And with Jackson, because he went, so he went straight to the NICU because when he was born, he had to be resuscitated. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had had some myconium in his system. So they had to take him directly to the NICU and they were just sort of like, he's in good hands. He's great. He's feeding. You're all good. So I actually got like a good couple of oh. hours of sleep afterwards, which was amazing. Well, and it helps so much. Yes. It helps put you in a better mindset going home when you got some rest. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I get the whole having your baby in the room with you, but I yeah I my kids are born at the same hospital but in the two and a half years between them like a lot changed my oldest they're they were baby friendly both times my oldest though like he was in the room with us the entire 72 hours we were there Mm -hmm. Uh, 
they would come in, you know, every two hours to like check him. They checked him at different times and they checked me. They would just like unswaddle him and then leave. There was no help. Like I remember I needed help in the shower and my husband's like trying to help me in the shower, but didn't want to leave the baby partially being a first time parent, like did not want to leave the baby out of his sight. Totally. So we, the bassinet in the bathroom with the, like it was such a disaster. And that, and I was exhausted and, and they pushed breastfeeding and it was just terrible. And then my second, um, I remember that. So he was born at like 4 PM and I made it through that night without a problem. Like I was awake. He was still sleepy and I was awake. We were fine. But the next day, um, my husband left to go take care of our toddler and so I had the baby in the bed with me and our, my wonderful nurse, I think her name was Kate, came in and she's like, uh, so we're going to put the bed rails up. Like, we don't advocate sleeping with babies, but we know things happen. She was like, what she said, oh, I was looking at her talking and the um, there was a clock behind her and the clock moved. All of a sudden there were two clocks in my brain because I was so tired. And so she asked where my husband was and I was like, oh, he's at home with my toddler. And she said... But he's going to be back soon and take the baby for a few hours so you get a break, right? I'm like, yes. And she's like, and then you're going to let me take the baby overnight so you can get some sleep, right? Yes. And she took him, I mean, probably three, three-hour stretches. Like, she'd bring him back to me to feed him. And then she left again and, like, kept him, like, at the nurse's station. I don't even know because there wasn't a nursery. They just actually, like, helped out with the babies. And I... I swear I never, I didn't have postpartum like depression with my second baby. And I swear that was part of it because I went home, not utterly deprived of all sleep. Yeah. I honestly like, yeah, I'm all for having your baby in the, you know, in the room with you, but there's something like if there was a nursery option, I would be like, Mm -hmm. please take my baby for like, a good three hours just so I can nap especially like right after giving birth like I'm sorry I'm exhausted right and I think like it's great I know that there are women who could not fathom sending their babies to a nursery before I had my oldest I kind of was the same way and then I had him and was like oh you don't ever like it's not like those few days in the hospital if you you know prove that you could do it there then like that's all that matters you have yeah. to then go home <laughs> and continue to raise this child. Yeah. So, yeah, if I can get some help in the beginning so that I can sleep and feel like a human after I just went through either a major surgery or delivery, like, then, yeah, that's a, that's a huge advantage. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I the diff- yeah, the difference between Jackson and, like, Riley, it was, like, night and day. Because I had, like, he was just in the NICU for, like, I think just for just for the day, just because they wanted to monitor him. And the nurses came in and they, like, gave us updates. And I'm like, you know what? He's with mm-hmm. the best the best people that he could possibly be with. Doing okay. I'm going to rest and, like, you know, get some sort of self-care time mm-hmm. in. Um, and, yeah, it was so much more chill, like, just going home with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I have so many more memories of the first few days with my second child than I do my first because I wasn't so completely like sleep deprived. I felt okay. Yeah, 
for sure. I'm like, I'm thinking back and I'm like, there were, and I know that we stayed for a while in the hospital with Riley, like that we were there for quite a few days because she was jaundice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just remember snippets of it. I remember we had this amazing Irish nurse who came in and just like talked swaddle because we had no idea what we yeah, were doing. Literally. We, we just we missed all the baby classes because she came four weeks early and like Mm -hmm. she just came in and just like taught us the craziest swaddles like there was like one where she was like a little babushka like she had like the full over the head thing and I was just like oh my god so cute and she was just such a sweet nurse like she was just like you guys it's all good oh and like so great like I just I feel like everybody that was at the hospital for both of my births were so great. Like then all the nurses were amazing. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> maybe it's a Canadian thing. Uh, my first, the, I mean, I know I told you guys this, but my first, the nurse complimented my excellent feeding equipment. Um, and then this is offensive and I do not use this term. I'm just throwing that out there, but I'm quoting this nurse. Um, I, so I kept my maiden name, which is a, an Italian last name. Mm-hmm. Um, so my baby, it was, you know, baby, my last name. She asked my husband if my son was an anchor baby. Cause first she thought it was a Mexican last name. And second of all, she felt comfortable asking that question. An an- what, what is an anchor baby? Oh, an anchor baby. An anchor, mm-hmm. uh, an anchor baby is what a certain sect of people call um, babies born to parents of, like, Mexican descent. If they're born in the United States, the baby is a United States citizen. Oh. oh. So it anchors. So she, number one, thought it was appropriate to ask that question. Oh my God. Just based on my last name, thought that apparently I wasn't a citizen. Oh, and my my... last name was Italian. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we, okay, let's talk about, you know, being so sleep deprived. We realized later, I'm like, we probably should have reported that to somebody. A hundred percent. We, like, we came out of like our fog and was like, that was really like really inappropriate really racist and really inappropriate uh-huh oh my i can't believe she asked mm-hmm. yeah yeah asked my husband i was like are you kidding which and, and also like if he was that doesn't it doesn't matter no like we're entitled to care we're in, yeah mm-hmm. and this okay let me just let me go back this was in where did you give birth Your texas birth? Fucking Texas, <laughs> fucking Texas. I have a beef. Yep. I have a beef, a big, big beef with Texas. Yep. What is up with Texas? A lot. Oh, a lot. My yeah. God. Yeah, I think, I think though, I think that and the feeding equipment. I think those were the worst two comments. I, I might have blocked more out. My second time, I got none of that. We actually like told the staff about it then. They were like, "That's awful." There was a huge staffing change like a year ago, so like kind of got rid of some of, you know, the openly racist people on staff. Wow. Mm-hmm. I am like, ba- like I am bamboozled right now. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, it was. And yeah, again, she definitely should have done something about it, but we were so tired. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you just gave birth to your. And like, I think at that point too, we'd been in Texas for like 18 months and we still kind of were like chalking anything crazy up to like, man, it's just Texas. Like, that's just how it is there. (sighs) Me and Texas, we just, we are beefing. It is my nemesis. It is my nemesis. Not yeah. we were there spent six and a half years there. It was not a uh, not my favorite place. Oh man, Texas, you need to do something. Yeah. <sighs> wow, <Special place. laughs> that's really special. Yeah, I we I think the one thing that's that kind of happened with us that was like a little offside was, um, I for my first we donated cord blood Mm. for Riley and then so I had like uh so I had to do like um like this full on um what do you call it like a full-on survey with the person who was taking the cord blood and at that time so I'm adopted and at that time I believed that the biggest chunk of my ancestry was indigenous. Um, So when we were doing the whole like survey thing, she had mentioned something about like, there aren't a lot of indigenous folks who donate cord blood, which like with the history of. Yeah the indigenous people and also the health system of course there's not going to be that trust in that situation Um, I have since found out that I'm actually uh I did like a like the 21 and me or whatever um ancestry thing turns out that I'm more Greek than anything (laughs) else (laughs) And we don't know where the Greek comes from. So there is some sort of family. Uh, we did it and I have Russian. And I oh. don't know where the Russian comes from. Interesting. Yep. Keeping, it, keeping it spicy. Yeah, I'm like yes. one fourth Greek. And I'm like. Oh my God, that's a lot too. Right? I'm like, there is a scandal that is going on with my biological oh. family. And. That's so, that's so interesting. Right? I thought All it was. Things- all the hidden stuff I'm just like wow it's just these ancestry.com yeah. things are just bringing out I know. a bunch of bunch I know of I I'm mostly Italian which we knew and then there's some German and Norwegian but the Russian I I, I had no idea and like my parents are like don't know where that came from <laughs> no clue somewhere just like a decent I mean I don't, don't remember the percentage but it was like a decent chunk and yeah I don't see it in me but no, I don't see it in you either. No. Nope. Yeah. And I would definitely think that you were Italian out of every, like, yep. out of any sort of. Like, but but even, like... even if I wasn't, that's just not really a question you ever ask. No. Especially not using that term. It's, yeah, I've like, never, I've never heard that term before. And well, I would have thought. You're lucky enough not to live in Texas or Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a Navy baby. That's mm-hmm. what I got. From oh, that her. would make sense. No, I was no, like, it's just a really derogatory term. So, wow, you learn yeah. something new every day. Yep, something, yep. 
something new and racist every day. <laughs> I'm actually not sure if I, I don't know if I even knew what that term was until she asked. I don't remember. Wow. But yeah, I remember just being like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. that's not something you, it's not something you ask. No, not something mm-hmm. you ask. Not and then my that. second, my second son's birth, the staff was fantastic. We had no racist comments. We had no like sexual assaulting, you know, sexual harassment comments. Wonderful, except that um, he was born, and luckily he never left our room. Like right after he was born, they did all of like his like health checks right in the room, because luckily because they you know they printed out like the hospital ID tags after. Mm-hmm. And so his were baby, my last name. Well, the wrong last name tag was printed out and put on him. Oh my God. You could and have had husband- a switch baby. Yes, exactly. And like, he looks nothing like my husband and I, and he does not act like, like we, I mean, we joke that like me and my husband and my oldest, like we're all pretty similar. And then my youngest is like, I mean, he's just out in left field. He's this off the wall, lovable little creature, but just not like us. And then we joke. I'm like, thank God he didn't actually leave the room because I would seriously be concerned. <laughs> but yeah, so like, he's like on my chest and my husband looks down and he's like, it says baby. I think it was Morales, baby Morales, which is not my last name. And he like called it out and like the doors all locked. Like it was like. Lockdown hospital, figure out what's going on. Oh my god, that is and crazy. Yeah, somehow the somehow like something in the computer system got messed up and like we got someone else's baby tag and they must have gotten mine. I don't know. That's so funny because our so Jackson is like blonde. And mm-hmm. like my husband and I are both super, super dark hair. Like Ian has like a little bit of red in his hair. And we're like, where did the blonde come from? Like, that's we're just same. Like, it's not my Greek background. I don't know. <laughs> that's where... same. I, I have my Italian background. I don't know what my husband's background is, but if he's bald, but if he had hair, it's like dark brown, almost black. And then my youngest is blonde. Yeah. Where did uh, this? So we always we always make jokes that you know he's someone else's kid. He's like the milkman's kid. <laughs> He's my son is, you know, Mrs. Morales's kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Mrs. Morales. Kid. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Awesome. Um, I oh my god, I have actually a funny story which was actually going to be one of the things that we also have in common. So Jackson was like looking through I think it must have been on the cat mom's thing or I had it Actually, I think I saved it on my phone when you and your husband. So actually, backup story for the listeners. So when my husband and I first started dating, we used to always take toothbrushing photos (laughs) together. (laughs) So we have a bunch of toothbrush photos. And I remember posting them and you guys just thought it was so hilarious. So you and your husband... did a photo of you guys brushing your teeth and then so I saved it on my phone because I thought it was hilarious and Jackson was like going through my phone and he's like oh mommy there's you and Sanisha who's like our neighbor's husband who's also (laughs) bald and I was like first of all like we sort of we kind of look alike like we both have dark hair we're we're tiny brunettes we're tiny brunettes and I'm like 
Sanisha and you know your husband don't look that similar just the bald head I mean bald men they all just kind of they're just all the same same. (laughs) it's just all and and I was like and why would you think that we're brushing our teeth together (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't strike you as an odd pairing yeah like such a neighborly thing to do we just like to brush our teeth together I remember taking that picture. We were very drunk because we went to San Diego when my youngest was five months old without the kids. Oh, the dream. And yeah, I thought it was just hilarious to take a picture like that. Oh my God. I thought it was so funny. And Ian <laughs> thought it was so funny too. So, I mean, it's still saved on my phone. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> and then, yeah, Jackson just just assumed it was me and, and our neighbor. So <laughs> That makes complete sense in the brain of a three-year-old. Yeah, three and a half year old. He's like, oh, absolutely, goodness. this makes sense. So oh, funny. So funny, those kids. C-section and feedback. Um Yeah. <laughs> Two <laughs> seconds. We'll talk about it really fast and then we'll just talk about other things. Really? I mean, any birth that'll get your kid there is fine. I did not want to have a C-section. Michelle keeps she'll always say how like Michelle's another cat mom who has C-section like a few days before I did. And she told me it was no big deal. And then I hated mine and she still feels bad about it. But um, listen, you know why Michelle's C-section was not Because her doctor is so hot. So hot. <laughs> mine, I love my doctor, but he was not hot. <laughs> Michelle's, Michelle's doctor legit has like an Instagram oh. that us cat moms have like stalked because he is so hot. He's like this doctor in Miami and... I could not go to him though. No, for anything. Mm-mm. No, like I, no. Just, I just could not. Like he, yeah, he no. was very hot. But yeah, she was like, "C-sections, no big deal." And then I like threw up in them. Oh yeah, threw up in mine. Throwing up when you're numb from the shoulders down. Oh, is really fun. Not a fun time. Not good. Um, but really, I mean, however you get your kids here, both, both are messy and gross and kind of painful. Yeah. And that's the thing that just kills me when people are like, well, you had a C-section, you had an easy way out. Like it is not easy. No, no, my, my recovery was harder. Um, I mean, even with like a pretty substantial tear with my youngest, my C-section was still harder. Um, but my, but my oldest is fascinated that they were born different ways. He likes to tell people <laughs> where they both came out of. <laughs> I came out of mommy's tummy. My brother came out of her vagina. It got really big. Like, buddy. <laughs> I'm upside down. Yes. I'm like, stop telling. You can see the scar in mom's belly. Stop <laughs> it. Riley is like, so Riley is obsessed with babies and like she's always like mommy you're gonna be like the best grandma oh and I'm like that's really sweet but I really hope that it doesn't happen anytime soon for a very long time for a very long time because you are six and a half and so she was like one day she was just like mommy where how like how do babies get out of the tummy Mm. and I was like in my head I'm like okay in this moment I could do the like you know, woo-woo, yeah. stork come, whatever. Or I could be honest with her yeah. and tell her the truth. And so in that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell her the truth. So I was like, I'm like, so baby come out of vaginas. 
And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, but the vagina gets like, it gets bigger. Like it gets really big so yep. that the baby can come out. And she's like, what? And I was like, no, but it goes down afterwards. It goes down. And she was like, I don't want to have a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay. Everyone can make their choice. Like you don't need to have a kid. You can have a kid, whatever, whatever you choose. And she was like, but I want to be a mom, but yeah. I don't want to have a baby. <laughs> yeah it's like, kind of the, the problem for a lot of people yeah the, that, the actual that's having the baby part is not fun yeah so I haven't even explained c-sections to her because I think that would further traumatize her but yeah now my oldest he wants to have babies and he knows like he started asking when he was probably three like how they're made how they come out and he is he's just really smart and he's very inquisitive and so he was not accepting my like half answers so he like knows it all Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he likes to ask, like, I mean, how big everything gets. And then the other day, he was like, so he he like he just wants babies. He wants to be a dad. He wants like he's got this super big heart, and he just wants to have kids. And you know, he's saving all of his money right now for his kids. One day, he's not buying anything with it. He's saving it for his children. He tells me, okay, so, so- I'm thinking arranged marriage. This is perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that would work for me. We need a cat. We need a cat mom. Yeah. Marriage. I think this is perfect. Yeah. You'd have to live here because he wants to live in my house. True. Yep. Um, you know, but no, he was asking me the other day. He's like, how old, like, do I have to be to have a baby? And I was like, well, you know, I'd like you to finish college. So at least like 24, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I know what you want, but like, how old could I like possibly have a child? And I was like, well, <laughs> let's not talk about that because <laughs> I mean like you want me to wait but like could I when I'm like 14 I'm like oh god like oh no we're gonna be on teen mom I don't want to have this conversation about <laughs> what you like when you can Riley it's so funny because she so she is like boy crazy too mm. and like I mean I was I had a boyfriend at her you know at her age so I'm like she's fully a chip off the old block yep and like she's just like she's like Theo and I broke up so we're no longer a boyfriend and girlfriend and I was like okay like how are you feeling about that she's like it's okay she's like I like someone else and I'm oh gosh okay she's like I have a new boyfriend and I'm like okay like who who is that she's like Cody and I'm like okay um like what do you like about him she's like he's really handsome oh and I'm like okay like is he is he nice like is he like a a good friend to you she's like he's really cute (laughs) uh, you know I get it yeah I I do get that I do I I get it my son's class is really big on like crushes right now which I did not think that started in kindergarten I mean I had I I didn't convert him, but I didn't think it did anymore. And uh, his best friend was a girl, and he was saying that a couple of the kids were asking if he has a crush on this little girl, and he said that crushes mean you want to marry that person, and so he'll decide that when he's older. He'll decide that at fourteen when he wants. Yeah, fourteen baby. when he decides he wants to have a baby. <laughs> so you oh. know, we got about eight more years, and then. 
I oh. see the first cat. Well, no, uh, I wonder who will be the first cat mom grandma. We we do have one teenager already in the group, so probably not. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah she'll probably, I would guess. But if not, yeah. mine is, he is ready. He is ready to be a dad. Ready to be a dad. Absolutely. He said that I'll, like, when I asked, like, what will happen when the babies cry, he's like, well, you'll take care of them. Oh. <laughs> Sounds good to me. You're like, no like if you're choosing to have kids at 14 years old friend then <laughs> you better be taking care of them man these kids these children gotta love them it's yeah, yeah it's hard it's like i hate that saying so much where they're like the days are long but the years are short <sighs> but god damn it is so it's true so true i remember reading an article and i've tried to find it for years and it talked about, it was like a mom was saying she was at the grocery store with her kids and they were throwing a fit. And this one woman like walked by and was like, oh man, like seize the day. I remember like all of those days. And this mom was like, this is awful. I don't want to remember this moment. And she went on to say that she realized that like you want to, you want to experience those days and you want to be able to look back on them fondly. But when you're in them, you don't actually have to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. but having experienced them brings joy like yeah. I, I like i also people that like the worst parenting stories are your funniest stories later oh my god 100 percent. like if every day was easy then like yeah you don't really have any fun stuff yeah but when totally. you're in the middle when you're in the middle of those days it's just mm. yeah it's so painful and then we have friggin amanda given us the gold things moment when she was just like there's one day that you're gonna put down your child and you're never gonna pick them up again and we were all like amanda yes but i found a picture so we moved just about two years ago and i was looking at pictures from our like the day we left our old house and i was holding my oldest like up on my hip and i sent it to my husband because i was like i don't know when this happened but i can't lift him like that anymore and I totally thought of Amanda because I was like, I did. I put him down and I can't pick him up again. And what did this? So then I went, I literally, I went through all of our family photos from then until now to try to figure out when that shift happened. Oh. And it made me, and now my four-year-old is begging me to pick him up and it's really hard, but I still do because I'm like, I'm going to put you down and that's going to be it. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, mm-hmm. I wish there was like a time machine that you could just go back for like a day. Yep. and just like have baby snuggles for like a day and then yep. come back and be like okay yeah did you ever did you ever read that quote it's something about like being a parent is falling in love it was something like falling in love with every version of your child when having your heart break when they leave oh and i was like that's so true though like it is so true we had babies and then t- i'm like i love having school age kids or preschool age kids now but i also really miss I, mean, I don't want to go back to it full time, but like I miss the babies and the toddlers, but I'm also excited for the next stage. And yes, yeah, all these little versions yeah. of your little people. Of your little people. I know. I just look at like old pictures of, of Jackson and he was just like such a squishy baby. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just want to like just squish you. Yep. I know. You one more time. And now yeah. you now you don't want to be squished and you just I run know. away. Ugh. You just get bigger. Right, we're getting very gold things now. Yeah, we are getting very gold things. <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh, life is unfair. Someone have another baby. I just want someone in my orbit. Not it. 
to have a baby so I can just snuggle it for a little I know. bit. What, one of our good friends is pregnant and I am so excited. <laughs> yeah. Like I keep telling her, I'm like, I'm sorry if I'm like that creepy person that's overstepping with a baby. You have to just tell me, but I've not been around a baby in a long time. Yeah. And so I plan on and she's having a little girl which oh. I don't have so I'm like so I'm gonna totally spoil her and feel yeah. free to donate stuff because I'm just gonna buy clothes because well, I don't get to yeah it is much more fun mm-hmm. buying clothes for a girl I mm-hmm. yep yeah it really is and the accessories are just so cute but like yeah there's not a lot for boys no I realize this just like you know what like a good grandpa sweater that's what I love yeah. putting Jackson in I'm just like just look adorable and like an yep. like a little old man Jackson give it a couple of years though when he stops letting you dress him I know so right now I just need to yeah enjoy it I need to enjoy it I need to put yeah. him in ridiculous stuff because my six-year-old now like he'll let me but like he's like mom I just don't like basketball shorts and I'm like oh I know Riley's the same way she's just like this needs to have sparkles it doesn't have sparkles. I don't like it. I'm like, ugh. Why do they get their own opinions on things? I know. So Goodness. rude. So rude that they're becoming so frustrating. their own you, people. You, I had my stomach cut open to have him. <laughs> do you know what I've done for you? Do you need to see the scar again? <laughs> I grew you. It's in still my there. <laughs> I built you. Oh, oh A doctor moved my bladder to get you out. Oh, man recognize the sacrifice wear the cute clothes wear the cute clothes just for me oh my god and I remember my mom saying that to me I was just gonna say I was like yeah it comes full circle (laughs) I remember like the like socks with the like lace on them and like the little shoes and she would always put me in dresses for church and just like I hated my life yep and she was like but you look so cute yep just Ugh. smile just just for a picture but I don't yeah. want to and now I'm doing it to my kids yeah now I'm fully doing it again to my kids yeah, I mean they'll do it for theirs yeah so the circle continues exactly and hopefully it's you know your oldest with my oldest <laughs> not at 14 years old <laughs> when they're 14 years old I'll just I'll just go you know what 14 I'm just gonna ship her over to Arizona. And... I feel like I need to make sure that your husband knows now that you're okay with this <laughs> so that my son is not getting in trouble. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm sure he'll be down with it. Okay, good. Yeah, good. It's, it's a warm place. We love a warm place. So it's a, wonder, it's a great place to be. Yeah, it's better than, you know, friggin' Texas, which now. Well, yes. <laughs> Yes, most things are better than Texas. That me. kind of goes without saying. Me in Texas, man. It's, uh, it's a oh. full-out war now, man. Oof. Uh, well, Christina, thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking V-backs and just talking about children in general and just yeah. parenthood and all that stuff. And uh, I just Thanks for having me. Yes, I just love you so much. And... Oh. Oh, I can't wait to see you again and give you like a big hug. I know. Because we're the, the, the same, same <laughs> shortness. <laughs> I could actually hug you and like be like a similar height. Not exactly. Long. Not just like it smushed in like someone's boobs. <laughs> Goodness. Well, hopefully soon. Oh, yes. Hopefully soon. Um, 
And I did want to mention at the end of this podcast that we do have a Patreon um, for our listeners. So if you guys feel so inclined to support the podcast financially, you can go to patreon.com slash the cat mom podcast and you for merely five dollars a month <laughs> the price of a coffee at starbucks you too can help a mom with a dream <laughs> to help with this podcast wonderful <laughs> <laughs> all right well i will talk to you very soon sounds good and you take care over there in arizona and you i will too. be sending my child very soon a couple years eight more years years. eight more years (laughs) all right you have a good night all right you too Bye. bye this has been the cat mom podcast and i have been your host maggie samiklahey until next time let's keep supporting other moms like drunk girls in a bar bathroom (laughs) 